Hi, welcome to Happier Ladies, a podcast where we discuss all things related to the Happier and Happier in Hollywood podcasts. We're sisters and super fans who can't get enough happier. So we created our own podcast to keep the conversation going. I'm Malika Amandi, a SoCal native living in Western Massachusetts, a new mom and an entrepreneur. I'm here with my sister, Azizi Williams. That's me. I live and work in the LA area. I'm a not so new mom and I'm an education professional in the independent school world. Azizi, I have some news for you. Let's have it. I investigated Substack. (laughs) I'm so sorry to give you that assignment. (laughs) Thank you for taking it on. I knew you could do it. I I didn't go very deep. But what I discovered is that Substack is a platform like WordPress. Oh, okay. It's like a blog, but you have to subscribe to see the content. So it's not like with somebody's WordPress or some other kind of blog where you just go to their website and you can read what they've written. You actually have to subscribe. And some people have a paid subscription or they'll have different levels. You can choose how much you want to give or you can see it for free, but maybe some content is only available for paid subscribers. Once you're on the platform, there's a feed from that person that has their latest happenings. And then they also have other links. It's just a very kind of more curated thing. I think the people who are reading it really want to be reading it because they have given their email address and they might even be investing in the creator at a certain level. Wow. So it is a blog. However, it's on a specific site called Substack and there's all these other features Correct. that can give you sponsorships and payment from the people who are following you. Correct. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. That clears it up for me. I will visit Substack. So if I go to Substack, will I be able to see lots of different people? That's a good question. I didn't do that, but I would imagine. Oh, okay. That's okay. (laughs) I was just Googling Ayurveda Substack. There were like several that popped up, but I never thought about going just to Substack first, but possibly. Or if I like download the Substack app. Exactly. Then I could maybe see different people and their writing, but I wouldn't see their writing like on Pinterest because it's not free. Exactly. For some people, it is free, but it's behind a subscription wall. Thank you, Malika. You're welcome. (laughs) That was so informative. I hope that some listeners appreciated that also. If you've been hearing a lot about Substack all of a sudden, now we all know what it is. Thank you. Azizi, what happened on Happier recently? So on Happier and More Happier, this is episode 465. Gretchen and Liz share tips to address a difficult conversation. They offer a different approach to a book club, and they interview Rohan Guntalaki about mindful use of technology. On More Happier, they discuss Gretchen's Habits for Happiness quiz, and Gretchen shares about her own Happiness Revisited project. This was a juicy episode for me. I think there were two big things that stood out. The first was their guest, Rohan, his message about incorporating mindfulness into everyday life and not letting technology be the opposite of mindfulness, but finding a way to integrate the two. That was really spot on with what I've been thinking about lately, and I'll share more later. I was really excited about his perspective. Yes, it did resonate with me. I think his approach is what we need right now. It actually addresses what life is actually like. (laughs) And I appreciate a balanced perspective. It's not that one 
thing is the enemy or you have to cut out all of this one thing. It's about having a balanced approach. And actually just this week at our faculty meeting, we learned about digital wellness Mm. and a new curriculum called Dopamind, which I'm happy to put in the show notes. I really liked their approach to thinking about our consumption online is to think of it as sugar and to think of it as not trying to eliminate it, but you just need to consider how and when and know what it's doing to your brain. And anyway, I agree. It's incorporate it mindfully. The other thing that stood out to me was... Gretchen's update around her Japan trip. Right. I really want to plan a family trip to Japan. I was living vicariously through her and looking forward to her travels. So I was bummed that she's not going to be going this year. I totally understand her reasons. The timing has to be right for such a big adventure with four adults who have their own schedules and work and all of that. So I understand. But I was thinking about, you know, what are ways that she could keep the spirit of the trip alive if she wanted to, Mm -hmm. and maybe even add another dimension to it once the trip comes, once she decides to go. I did this a little bit with my trip to Italy this past summer, because that trip came out of the blue. And I just felt like I needed to orient myself and get excited about it. It was connected to a work opportunity for my husband. So it wasn't the thing that I had been dreaming about for a long time. It just was like, oh my gosh, we're going to Italy in a couple months. I did like an Italian summer. So leading up to it, I was hitting Duolingo hard. I was trying to go to (laughs) Italian restaurants whenever we could go. I was watching Italian YouTube videos. And whenever we were in the car together, we would try to find Italian pop songs. And our good friend Sabina, who came on the trip with us, we had a text thread where we would text each other Italian memes, all this stuff. It kind of just hyped us all up in a really fun way so that we felt like we had more of a context or a connection when we got there. So I was thinking maybe Gretchen wants to do this or maybe I'll just do it because I'm excited about it. (laughs) Sounds like fun. (laughs) But to have a Japanese spring and to go like Japan deep in New York City. So to really explore Japanese food in New York City, which I know New York is one of the most international cuisine scenes in the world. So I know that a lot of the great Japanese restaurants that aren't in Japan. I'm sure some of them are in New York. Exploring Japanese food and culture, having a list of Japanese movies that she's watching, all just building up and giving her more ideas and kind of things to draw on when she is actually planning. And then to actually start planning that trip, even though it will be at some unidentified point in the future. I think her connection can build to it until that time arrives. This is such a good idea, Malika. I love this. And I've already thought about so many things she could do. Okay, so one of them is you can subscribe to get Japanese snacks. There's like a monthly Japanese snack subscription that I have seen advertised. So she could do that. She could immerse herself in manga. There's this whole culture around manga. I want to recommend Terrace House. It's a reality show. Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix. It follows a group of young people who don't know each other, who are in different cities in Japan each season. It's like the real world, but it's Japan and you learn so much about Japanese culture. So this is such a great idea. I'd be happy to do it with you, Malika, or (laughs) with Gretchen, or both of you. Also, the spring is Cherry Blossom Festival. That's a really big deal. There's probably some festivals that she could attend related to that. So 
get into it. Don't think that you can't start planning now or enjoying aspects of Japan now, even though you're not going to be traveling this year. I agree. Japanese spring. Japanese spring. Okay, Malika, what happened on Happier in Hollywood this week? In Happier in Hollywood, episode 349, Sarah and Liz share lessons learned from completing the first draft of their novel. They interview Brooke Sitgraves about her new documentary, and Sarah gives an update on her happiness project by sharing her 24 for 24 list. I love hearing Sarah's 24 for 24 list. Yes. And thank you for the uh, the apple a day shout out, by the way. <laughs> I love that. I'm still doing it. It's an important improvement. It's an easy improvement. I wanted to give some tips for the no spend month that yes. Gretchen, Liz, and Sarah are getting ready to embark on because I'm in it right now. This is me, Azizi. I am not spending <laughs> money in the month of January on things I don't need. How is it going? It's fascinating, Malika. And I know I did it last year, but I don't remember being so mindful about Mm. it. For some reason this year, it's really helping me learn about myself. And Gretchen mentioned that, that that's the impetus for doing something like this. When you restrict, you sort of learn more about yourself. And also, I've known this about myself. I'm an abstainer. Mm. I am. It's hard for me to say, I'm going to just do this a little bit or, you know, some of the times. But if I commit to I'm not going to do it, it's going to be more successful Mm. than me saying I'm going to cut back 10% or something like that. So this is similar. How did no spend work at Disneyland. I didn't buy souvenirs. So okay, let me tell you some things. So this is what I'm finding. Actually, it's good to crave things. I don't mind craving something. I don't mind seeing something and saying, wow, I really want that. But I know I can get it later. Mm -hmm. It's going to be there. I can find it later or something better is going to happen. I don't mind that feeling actually of not getting it in that moment. It's helpful if you get rid of the spam emails. So, you know, especially in the holiday season, you subscribe to a lot of things so you can get that 10% discount, you know, and they send you emails and texts every day forever. That is not helpful because it's every day there's a reminder of some sale or something that maybe you want. Like today there was the Sanrio email and there's a Care Bears Hello Kitty mashup (laughs) t-shirt with glitter on it. And that is like, oh my God, I want it. It's a limited edition. I want it so bad and I will not, I'm not going to buy it. Hmm. but I want it. But if I didn't see that email, I wouldn't have had that spiral. So do that. I've really enjoyed taking pictures of things that I like. So we were at the mall the other day and the body shop, which I'm rediscovering. I loved when I was a teenager and I've kind of forgotten about, but we were in there and there were so many great things. I took pictures of the things that I want to come back to so I don't forget. And somehow Having a picture on my phone feels like I have it or I'm not going to forget it. And I know exactly what to look for when I'm ready. I have to say I am giving myself an out for experiences. Okay. So if there's an experience that I want, like right now, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go see this new Broadway show called MJ about Michael Jackson. It's supposed to be phenomenal. It's only one more week in LA. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go see it. And I'm kind of saying, well, it's an experience. It's not a thing. And I'm feeling a little fuzzier about experiences. Okay. And the last thing that it's sparked is that I'm more interested in minimalism. There's this whole culture and all this material about how to live better with less. 
that's something that I'm interested in learning more about. Those are my findings so far. Those are great tips. And I like the researching minimalism because that's an active thing. Sometimes it can be hard to just focus on a not doing or what Sarah Hart Unger calls this a negative goal Mm. when you are attempting to not do something. But researching minimalism is proactive, right? It gives you a thing to do that actually supports the other goal. So I think that's a good angle to bring in the mix. The other thing I'm using more is the library. Mm-hmm. And we, t- we know we talked about it. We talked about Libby. I can look up magazines on minimalism now and I don't have to buy them and audiobooks and all of that. That's fantastic. So really using the resources that are out there that are free. That's great. So your Libby's all integrated and set up now? So my Libby is integrated and set up. I was sharing with you. A little disappointment. I'm looking at the audiobook selection and I wanted to check out the Happiness Project. The Pasadena Library did not have a copy. Like they don't have an audio copy available. And so that's a little frustrating. It's frustrating when you can't just get the thing you want, but that's the library. So your suggestion of going to the LA Public Library is a good one. And I work in LA, so I'll explore that further. You should write to the librarian. (laughs) the head and just say I can't believe you don't have this important work of our time there's an option to request so I didn't write a letter but I did push the button to request so hopefully that goes somewhere now we're getting into our first segment listener suggestions over the past several months we've been getting listener suggestions to handle some of our pressing issues quality running shoes dealing with mail and also general advice and tips making folks happier So we're going to share that wisdom that we've received. We've broken it up into themes. So our first theme is around running. Angie says, I too have had issues with wearing the wrong shoes resulting in painful knees. I wanted to suggest two shoe brands to check out. I've had good luck with Brooks running shoes and also Ortho Feet. They have wide and larger sizes. Our next piece of advice is from Gita in London. She left us a voice memo on Instagram. So the reason I had to jump on was in response to you asking for recommendations for comfortable shoes. I'm 51. My daughter's 25. As a teacher and a doctor, we are both on our feet all the time and always looking for comfy shoes. So the recommendations I have for you are as follows. All birds, A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S. They are amazing. The ones that my daughter, who's the doctor, is loving are the On Trainers, O-N, and the other ones are the Hokas, H-O-K-A-S. So I hope that helps. Much love. Do you have any running shoe updates, Azizi? I do. I guess my running shoe update is that I'm wearing my running shoes all the time now. I love the way I feel in the tennis shoes and I'm turning into a tennis shoe person and I never was before. So I'm still wearing the New Balance ones that I spoke about way back in our early episodes, but I want to expand now. I need a pair that's just for Disneyland, a pair that's just for the treadmill, a pair that's just for weekends. So I think there's room for all of these brands. All there's a shop right in Pasadena in Old Town. I've never been in before, so I'm going to definitely check them out. Thinking about your minimalism quest. You're a very complicated person. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to buy them this month, but I can envision like five pairs for different functions. I don't know. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Minimalism. I mean, I support you whatever you want to do with <laughs> shoes. All right. 
You're right. <laughs> so I did get a new pair of shoes. I got a pair of Danskos that were recommended, not the clogs that a lot of people have. It's a tennis shoe version. I got orthotics, custom-made orthotics that they then fit for those shoes. So this was the specific pair of shoes that the doctor recommended. And I kept asking about other shoes. And he's like, just stick with these for now. And I'm like, but what about? And he's like, why don't you just wear these ones for, for a while? <laughs> like, oh, okay. I have to say, I've had a dance co pair tennis shoes. They didn't fit. They weren't wide enough. So maybe you're finding one that is. The doctor measured my foot and told me the size to get so it was not the size I would have gotten for myself and it was a wide version so it really helped to just have the specific measurements of my foot that makes sense (laughs) to actually have accurate information and also I can I can't say how much I hate the word orthotics I hate that word (laughs) I just have to say it it's just the worst (laughs) Uh, anyway I think there's one more So Maria says, when I go through my running phases and have an achy knee, I have found that high quality compression pants can really help. Also go to the doctor, et cetera, but try some good compression pants. I would have never thought of that. I have zero compression pants, never, never worn them. Something else to buy. Zizi, what's our next theme? Okay, so this is related to birthdays. So I think you and I were talking about whether or not to take your birthday off of work and also just having a really special moments around your birthday. So Cheryl wrote, I took my birthday off from work and I advise all others I know to do the same. It's always odd at work, especially if no one remembers until 2 p.m., and someone has to run out and get a card or a cake. I was a boss for many years and remembered staff's birthdays, but we could never come up with the best way to celebrate. Do we do all the birthdays once that month? Ugh. My other advice is to treat yourself somehow on your birthday. can be anything, a spa day, a lunch, or a mani-pedi, a movie, anything but working. So this is <laughs> an impassioned plea to take your day off from work on your birthday. Couldn't agree more. Our next note is follow up on having a message book for a family or a couple to share instead of exchanging greeting cards for holidays. This comes from Faith. She says, I don't know how your husband would respond to having his beautiful complimentary spirit channeled, but I did do this at the beginning of our marriage. I bought a Hallmarky book called Why I Love You. And then each year on our anniversary, we'd find a page that spoke to us write the year, and add our own detail or examples to it. Full disclosure, we didn't keep it up, mainly because he's not a word person. Sigh. But it was a fun idea and sweet to look back on. So my update is that Norm and I did get a book that we're going to start using this year. We found just like a journal that had numbered pages in it. We got a cover, a nice custom cover made for it on Etsy. We'll see how it goes. Valentine's Day is coming up, his birthday. So instead of doing the traditional greeting card, we're going to each write a note in a different page on the book and share our words of affection and expressions there. That's so fancy. You got a custom cover made just for this book. (laughs) Maybe that's too extra. I don't know. I love it. I wanted it to feel special so that it wasn't just random journal, but to feel like just a little bit elevated that this is kind of a significant item. I can't wait to hear how this goes. So we definitely need to come back to this and have a whole segment (laughs) on it. So after Valentine's Day, Norma's birthday, maybe after your birthday, we can report back and see 
how is this working and feeling? Because I'm intrigued. Yes. What's our next theme? Our next theme is on reading more. K2 said, get audiobooks for free from your local library. It is simple to learn about Libby. Pop into the library and someone can get you started. So we've just talked about that. This is done. I'm all set up. Thank you for that suggestion. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Malika, there's a Massachusetts tip. Yes. I know we have some listeners in my neck of the woods also. This listener says, I know that one of your goals was to go to Kripalu. I live in Western Mass. Kripalu had a one-day scholarship for people that live within a 60-mile radius last year. I ended up getting a free day there. It was a great experience. Love this insider tip. I definitely want to go. Now I can get a discount for living nearby. Those are the best tips. Yes. <laughs> Coupons. Love that. Save money. The next segment is on shipping. Raquel says, try pirate ship for shipping and have the service pick up the package and get priority mailboxes delivered to your house. That's a good suggestion. And then Caitlin said, DoorDash will now pick up your stuff and drop it off at the post office and such. Two really good ideas. This is still something I'm working on. So I will remember these two, these two suggestions. Thank you. All right, Malika, what's the next one? Our next piece of advice is around thank you notes. Michelle says, I must tell you that you need to write the thank you note, even if the gift was from two years ago. I know I'm a lot older than you guys, so generations change, but my aunt sends my kids $5 for their birthday. $5. If I don't make my kids write the thank you notes, my mom and her sister will talk about the lack of a thank you note every single week for the rest of their lives. All of this for $5. Anyway, send the thank you notes. Wow. That's for you, Aziz. I know. I know. I know it's for me. I feel it. I do. I don't want people talking about me. Uh, yes, I will absolutely do it. I'm committed to doing it. It's on my 24 for 24. I'm going to make a whole retreat out of it. It's going to happen. Thank you. So many pearls of wisdom. And, you know, I will say I'm going to do the thank you cards. I still question them. However, it is a social norm and I don't want to be outside of that. And like I said, I don't want people talking about me. So, or that's probably too late for that. <laughs> I'm sure the ship is. Oh, they're talking. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody's talking about you. No, it's just for me. Like, it's just, just to know that I can do something that I know I want to do. Thank you so much. Please keep sending us suggestions, comments, questions. We really really value your feedback and your your wisdom. So thank you for that. Yes, thank you. Our next segment is Take a Breath, where we share something that's feeding our soul. Yogi is my word of the year, and I'm really trying to do yoga every day and just incorporate the mindset of a person who does yoga into different aspects of my life. And I was reminded of this thing that a yoga teacher I had a long time ago said, this was when I was living in LA, I went to this very popular power yoga class that was donation based. So it was always packed. And it was in Santa Monica, which is like a very busy section. So it was always hard to get to the class and find parking. And then you'd have to rush to get a spot even. And I remember in one class in particular, there was construction in the building right next to us. So 
we're all there, you know, trying to do our, like, set your intention for this class or whatever. And you hear all of the construction sounds. You could tell everybody was a little bit upset and, like, grumpy, like, this is ridiculous. Couldn't they find another classroom? And and the teacher just said, this is the yoga. The construction, the city, all of this. This is why we do yoga is so that we can live with these things and still stay connected to our breath and our body. It was just such a like mic drop moment. He was right. This is why we do yoga. It's not just or why I do yoga. It's not just to kind of maybe be more flexible or something, Mm. but you're really wanting to integrate this idea of mindfulness into your life. And yoga is giving you these tools to be uncomfortable and to be calm in difficult situations and all of that. So this is the mantra for me right now. You really need this right now, Malika, don't you? <laughs> I need it so bad. This has come up so many times in the past week. And I think recently my son was home again because he was sick. It can feel like, oh, it's so hard to see him be sick. And it becomes this logistical thing. You know, we can't go to daycare and working remotely or not and all this stuff. I can get very worked up about it. And this anecdote came back to me like, this is the yoga. This is the thing I need to be calm for (laughs) and use my breath around. And it really helped me just kind of sink into it. Like, there's no problem here. This is what it is to be a parent. And this is what you do. And there's nothing wrong. There's no great injustice. This isn't something that I can't handle or that I don't have tools for. So let me practice my yoga in this moment. And that is just anything that it's happening that's out of my control. This is even down to, I often repeat this to myself when I'm trying to put Indy's pajamas on and he's just like running around the room in his diaper. It can be, I want to, you know, snap at him or just be like, come on, I got to get you, baby. I'm not going to chase you. And this has helped me to just breathe and let it happen when it happens without getting so wound up. I offer that to anybody who might need this message. This is the yoga. I will say that in your life, chasing a one-year-old and trying to put on pajamas, you need the physical aspect of yoga also. And those (laughs) moments, you're literally stretching your body and trying to, you know, hold a wiggly one-year-old boy. You are benefiting from the mental, you know, mindset of yoga and the physical practice of the stretching of yoga. I love that. Thank you, Malika. So now it's time for peaks and valleys, because in life, there are always peaks and valleys. Even episodes, I do a peak and Malika does a valley. And this is an odd episode. So you're up, Malika, with a peak. I made it to an in-person yoga class this week at the YMCA. Against the odds, I went. <laughs> I got out of the house really late in the morning. I did not have my yoga mat or my clothing. I went to work. There wouldn't be enough time to go back home. So it was like, okay, what are we going to do? Let's improvise. I happened to be wearing a dress with leggings. So I wore my leggings. I found a t shirt in my office. I was running late, but I kept thinking, I got to follow through. This is such a big part of my. One of my 24 for 24 goals is to go to three yoga classes a month in person. So I felt like I really needed to honor this for myself. I had already had the childcare set up and all of that. So I wanted to make good on this. I knew I was going to be a little bit late and I didn't have a yoga mat. 
I decided, you know what? I'm not going to be more than 15 minutes late. It's annoying when someone's late, but also everybody gets over it and it's fine. This is the yoga. (laughs) (laughs) I was about maybe seven minutes late, so not even that late, but I had to. Everybody was already in their poses and I had to like go to the closet and find a yoga mat and all of this, but I did it. And it was hard class, but I did it. I was just so proud of myself for showing up there. And it reminded me how much I enjoy that space and how good it feels like to do the Shavasana at the end after you've done all this work. I felt really proud because there were a lot of points where I could have said, you know what, it's just not going to work today. And I'm sure that that will happen at some points, but I felt proud that I figured out alternatives along the way and was able to make it happen. Well, that's impressive. I would have definitely given up. (laughs) I would have have given up right when I walked out the door without all the stuff. So I'm so impressed that you carried through. And also it says a lot about setting a goal for yourself on that 24 for 24 list, knowing that you want to check something off and, you know, make progress. So congratulations. Thank you. Azizi, what's your valley? So my valley is I have entered into, or I should say we have entered into the last season of the Office Ladies podcast. I am so sad. The Office Ladies podcast is a podcast, a rewatch podcast where Jenna Fisher and Angela Kenzie, who are Pam and Angela on The Office, recap each episode and share their own insights being on the set. I've been with them since day one. I too am a huge Office fan. And the whole concept of a rewatch podcast, I feel like they kind of brought it, or at least they Mm -hmm. made it popular. And now it's a whole genre of podcasts, which we are a part of also. Arguably, (laughs) yes, we're in this community. We are in this community. And full disclosure, we are the happier ladies because I thought of the office ladies, (laughs) which is also an inspiration for me. So They've recapped every single episode or every single season of The Office. They're on the last season and they're sad. They're talking about, you know, it's probably going to be over in about a a year or so. It'll take them that long to get through all the episodes and they're thinking about what they're going to do next. But man, it's been a ride. It's been fun. I'm going to be sad to see it go. And I'm so grateful for that. Well, that is sad. The end of an era. What a huge kind of work that they have created. Yeah, a huge body of work. And I will say it's so funny, just like The Office. I re-listen to episodes of The Office Ladies all the time. Like I have, I re-listen to The Office Ladies podcast of my favorite Office episodes. And it's a part of my wind down routine. And it's good. So (laughs) they will continue to be on my playlist, but there won't be a new season. And I'm just grateful for that genre of re-watching and re-listening and how much enjoyment you can get out of it. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Azizi, let's leave on a happier thought. What are you going to try this week? Malika, I'm going to say to myself, this is the yoga. Even though I do not do yoga, <laughs> I think I can channel it when I'm in a difficult situation. So that's what I'm going to do. What about you, Malika? 
I am going to listen to the office ladies. I haven't heard them all. I've only heard a few. So I think this is my chance to get on in in the beginning and carry it through. I would love another solid podcast in my feed. They're so good. They're so good. (laughs) I'd love that for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like us, rate, review, follow, and tell a friend. Send us a message at happierladies at gmail.com and tell us something you liked about Happier and Happier in Hollywood this week. Also, in an upcoming episode, we're going to share what pleases us inspired by Gretchen. So please share what pleases you. Share that with us via email or Instagram. We'd love to add your voice and your thoughts to our episode. Our show was edited by Magnus Borgum and our theme music was created by Wyatt Muncie. And we'd also like to give a special shout out to Gretchen Rubin, Liz Craft, and Sarah Fain for inspiring our conversation each week. You can find us on Instagram at happierladies and on the web at happierladies.com where you'll find the show notes from today's episode. All right, Azizi, have a happier week. Have a happier week, Malika. Bye. Bye. Hey, Malika, side note. Uh, The fire alarm went off. Did you hear it? The smoke alarm? No. Are you okay? I'm fine. Grayson is cooking. This happens sometimes. It goes fire, fire, fire. (laughs) (laughs) You just kept talking. It's like, all right, I guess she's fine.